Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 1st of Feb and brand new month. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance and startups, markets. And today, I'm Nadine here with Scotty, by the way, the RBA, of course. That really did drive sentiment for equities through the afternoon. Yeah, QE, this this iteration, dead and buried for the time QE being. QE is history. Yeah, for the time being. I suspect we'll probably go and see it again in, uh, in future easing cycles. And now the question comes, uh, what will the RBA do with its balance sheet? Will it start to go and let uh, those holdings of, uh, of ACGBs and, uh, and semi-state uh, debt start to roll off? Or uh, will it go and hold and reinvest it? And then, of course, the cash rate. What is going to happen in that place? And certainly the, uh, the noise out of the RBA today, as it has been pretty much throughout the cycle, is, uh, has been very, very Yes, certainly so. They're being patient, pointing out specifically that the end of QE does not imply a tightening cycle. Uh, they want wages to be sustainably, inflation to be sustainably within that 2 to 3% band. It was all, you know, a bit of a, a calming of the horses. Um, look, we will hear more from the RBA Governor Phil Lowe tomorrow at the National Press Club. He's got to be you know, given some pretty pointed questions. I mean, even the panel that you hosted today, as that decision was announced, there was quite a lot of criticism of the Reserve Bank and the governor. Yeah, I'm not the only one out there. It seems there's a few others out there who have been uh, paying attention. And uh, clearly, the RBA has got uh, the uh, economic conditions in this cycle pretty wrong. Uh, now, the question is, you know, how does it go and resolve that? Because at the moment, there's definitely a credibility problem that's building there. Uh, you look at the market reaction today, even uh, the initial knee-jerk reaction uh, to go and to price in that more dovish outcome. We saw that uh, we saw a, a bull steepening of the curve, so particularly at the front of the curve, you know, yields went fell back, the Aussie dollar fell back, the equity market went in rally, but it all reversed. Uh, a lot of the moves were reversed. The markets simply don't buy the RBA's rhetoric for the time being, and I can understand why, because they have been wrong so often. Okay, well, listen, you can read Scotty's view in the COB. We've also, as one of the interviews available via the show notes, have that panel discussion for you. Um, really great lineup. We had Stephen Dooley from Western Union. We had David Flanagan from Curve Securities, Greg McKenna from Police Bank, and uh, Michael Blythe joining us as well um, from Pinpoint Macro Analytics. It's interesting that you mentioned as well that the RBA pointed out specifically that the ending of the QE doesn't yeah. mean the, uh, the the rate tightening cycle. Just remember, like, you no, know, we've always thought the RBA has been a bit of a lagger when it comes to the other central banks. Remember the Federal Reserve was saying that last year? Then all of a sudden, they're still doing QE right now and everyone's talking about a 50 basis point hike in March. In, in March. <laughs> yeah. So it just shows you how quickly things can go and change. Dally, I mean, the headlines when I woke up this morning at 5.30 were all about Dally calling for a 50 basis basis point hike in March. She did walk back those comments. It, it was a little bit more nuanced than that, saying that absolutely, absolutely, the Fed was not behind the curve, but that they do need to move on rates and that the March 
meeting is live. But anyways, let's just leave that talk for one moment. Let me just walk you through the day in equities. The best performer, Pendle. Interesting because it had its price target cut 20% by Morgan Stanley uh, to $7 a share. Uh, we had Appin, uh, one of the best performers today, up close by, uh, close to 8% today. Uh, Jeffrey's putting out a note yesterday saying that Appin should hit the low end of its FY earnings guidance. So again, we're getting a lot of these updates coming ahead of reporting season. Um, Boral also did really well today, up by close to 6%. It's going to be returning $3 billion to shareholders. Hey, what's not to like? When, you, when, you, when you're searching for yield, uh, you're going yeah. to take it anyway. Um, worse though, BHP. BHP was the worst performer by percentage change, took the most points out of the market as well. The unified BHP, I should say. Rio Tinto down. Um, there's a Wall Street Journal article actually saying that racism and sexual harassment are widespread within the company. Um, let's just say that Rio Tinto doesn't have a lot of corporate governance credit up its sleeve. Um, so that'll be one that we follow. And Brambles. Uh, was also down after its um, price target was cut by Morgan Stanley and uh, downgraded to equal weight by MS as well. Yeah, a lot of moves there. The iron ore space is really interesting at the moment. So I had that big rebound. Now lots of optimism about what happens when steel production, how it will go and resume when uh, the Winter Olympics finishes in, uh, in later this month. But yeah, it's uh, interesting to see the acuteness of the other clients today on the back of really nothing. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised by the um, extent of the selling that we saw with those two big names as well. Hey, Mr. Segway, I'm going to go back and do it. It's Boral. Boral was the stock of the day with that uh, cash distribution of $2.72 per shares. We caught up, Kashi caught up, with Kevin Robinson from Team Invest and uh, also Rudy Philip Peck van Dyke from FN Arena. Here's what they had to say. Investors who want to jump on board here, they have to realize that the market is quite efficient. I mean, right. Once this is paid out to shareholders, it will be out of the share price. So it's not right. like you're getting anything for free here. I'm not a big fan of stocks like Borel. I personally think you, uh, you seek out the, the, the quality uh, in the sector and, and you, you take that through the cycle. And in this case, that would be James Hardy, right. which on the quality scale doesn't, yeah, even, yeah. doesn't even see where Borel sits on the ladder. What's interesting to me is to look at the strategy because what Stokes is saying or what they are saying is that they're selling off all their overseas underperforming assets in order to focus on reinvigorating the Australian business. But yes, I, I agree with Rudy. It's not one that, uh, that I would look at at the moment. And Boral is not going into the Ausbiz portfolio. Hey, I don't know if you've heard, but there are a few changes afoot with the portfolio. Um, you'll have to listen to an episode of the call to get all the details, but it's going to be more interesting. We're going to have an investment committee and the call program will almost act as the first filter for these companies. So they will get two buys. They will still be put in front of the investment committee, which will then decide whether or not they will go into the Ausbiz portfolio. Investment committee. Can I be a part of that? I could, I've got to get my uh, recreditation. You're doing enough around the traps already, Scotty. We, we don't want to, we don't want to spread you too thin. Go, go run some money. <laughs> Sounds great. Hey, listen. So, uh, yeah, we will keep you updated on the changes afoot at the call portfolio. Um, but if you want to listen to that whole episode, you can do so via the show notes or, of course, um, in podcast form. Now, uh, we've got a couple of links to interviews that um, will be worthwhile taking a little listen to if you can. Heath, uh, Heath um, Moss from HLM Investments is uh, giving us a bit of a high-quality reporting season watch list. 
Um, you know, those companies that you want to potentially buy on any good news, um, I'm presuming there's probably, I haven't listened to it myself. Did you? No. Um, I'm sure that he's been spending a lot of time inside though. I know a lot of people in Adelaide at the moment complaining about the humidity there. So good good excuse to Adelaide. go. Adelaide. Yeah, it's been Sydney really, as well. It's been, yeah, it's, well it's Poor been people really. in Perth. It's been over 40 degrees forever. Do they, they still part of Australia? Oh, no. oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I'm sure he's, uh, he's, he's been doing running the numbers and doing, doing the uh, the brilliance of that air conditioning system. Well, he, um, he did see Ansel's share price collapse yesterday and he did buy the dip. So um, listen to that one. See what else he's buying or wanting to buy on any weakness. And Ansel was up by 1.4% today, just to finish off that thought. What uh, else we got? What else we got? Well, there is Ord Minette's top picks for the Australian reporting season. I'm sensing a theme here. I had a chat with Credit Corp CEO. That was actually a good performer today, up by 3%. And um, yeah, just talking about steady as she goes, doing good things for that company. But that was a half yearly report. We get MCOR tomorrow. We get News Corp on Friday, REA Group on Friday as well. So they're starting to trickle in and it's going to start getting really busy next week. Yeah, REA Group is going to be super interesting, particularly mm-hmm. the guidance because we know that uh, housing market turnover has gone and picked up. So that's generally something that helps them. And I uh, know more eyeballs on what's going on in the market certainly helps that stock. I had a really interesting conversation with Eliza Owen from um, CoreLogic to end the day pretty much and just running through their, their data from December. Surprisingly strong for the housing market when you can see that Omicron... And uh, everything came to the fore in that month. But she said it was a bit of post-lockdown exuberance. And to your snide comment about Perth a little bit earlier on, we had a bit of a chat about why house price growth in Perth has slowed and is lagging uh, most capital cities now. So Popu- there's one for Population growth has been difficult when you can't get there. Yep, that's, that's one. So. That's one factor. And uh, yeah... Well, we won't go down that path again. Obviously, I wrote a pretty, uh, pretty scathing uh, review of uh, of what's going on there. But uh, interesting that so many of the other C-suite leaders in WA uh, jumping ship and going to the Eastern States as well. It's pretty telling. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting to read about yesterday as well. We can have the opportunity to speak with a lot of these CEOs during reporting season. I hope we get some good ones on from Perth, you know, from all sectors of the economy to see what their plan is. Because um, it was Rob Scott, I think he was speaking with the Australian um, MD of West Farmers, saying it's just getting too difficult to run a national com- um, company from Perth. It's, uh, it's not yeah. good PR. Exactly right. All right. Uh, tomorrow, what do we have on? We've got Larry McDonald from the Bear Traps Report. That'll be an interesting one to start the day. Uh, he's 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 pretty pretty big on this whole bubble concept, and perhaps he'll tell us whether it has finally burst. Uh, a little bit later on, Scotty will be speaking with Evan Lucas from uh, InvestSmart. And on the call, Carl Capulinka from Think Markets and Henry Jennings from Marcus today. I've got to be honest and say, I don't know what's on the economic agenda tomorrow. You? No, I all roads lead back to the payrolls report in the States on Friday. That's going to be really important. Mm. We've got RBA's uh, governor speech, as you mentioned, uh, tomorrow at 12.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. They'll be uh, probed and prodded uh, for any clues as to what's going to happen, when, particularly when it comes to the cash rate. But uh, yeah, a lot of focus is going to be uh, PMIs out tonight. But uh, yeah, lots of focus on that payrolls report because that's going to go and set the agenda if and when we potentially go and see upwards of a 50 basis point hike or what's going to go on on that front. Uh, it's going to be a pretty key report. Yeah. Uh, so put low in your diary. Also put the small caps program 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll be speaking with Mark Whitaker from Investors Mutual. No doubt he'll have some good ideas of some small caps you may want to consider for your portfolio. Uh, listen, Scotty, I hope you have a really good evening. Stay cool. 
Yeah, stay out of the heat. Unless you're at the beach. Oh, then you go to the water. Anyway, enough of this rambling. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, we'll see. Gone you off the rails. We'll, we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Good night. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.